Hello, hi, and welcome or welcome back to the Strategic Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Blue, and I'm a business astrologer here to help you use astrology to grow and scale your business. Today, we are bringing it back to the astrology foundations and talking about one of my absolute favorite placements ever, the Midheaven. I'm going to be breaking down exactly what the Midheaven is, how to find it in your chart, what it can do for your business, as well as how to actually break it down. So if you're interested in that, keep on listening. So for those of you who may not know, I have been casually studying astrology for as long as I can remember. I was first introduced to it when I was very young by my grandmother. And it's been something that I've looked to on and off for most of my life until recently when you know, life happened and I realized, oh, I could actually take this thing that I love and that I have a lot of knowledge around and I can actually use that to create a service that I can do for other people. Imagine that. And the thing that really helped to bridge that the transition between astrology being just a hobby and being something that I can actually pursue um, professionally was digging into the Midheaven placement. That was truly the gateway for me to step into my identity as a business astrologer before I even did my very first reading because it was just like this door opening up. It was incredible. And that's really a testament to the power of the Midheaven placement. It's such an underutilized placement for business owners and a lot of misconception around what exactly it is and how to use it. Most people assume that the Midheaven is only about the career and you can use your sign to determine what the best career for you is. But of course, like with everything else in the chart, there's so much nuance surrounding that. Your Midheaven is one of many, many placements you can look to to determine the best career for you, if that even exists, right? Because ultimately, the Midheaven speaks to your legacy energy. It's a culmination energy. It's something that you will most likely strive to embody for most of your life. It's not like something that you have to work towards um, achieving at one point, and then it's just downhill from there. And I think the more that we can shift our thinking around the midheaven to seeing it as a marathon and not a race and not a sprint, then that's when it can start to work in our favor and to our betterment as business owners. And so I'm really here to help you demystify your chart. And by starting with the midheaven placement, we can really begin to unravel a lot of the confusion and mystery around your chart so that it actually becomes a tool that you can utilize in your business, like everything else that is in your business toolbox. And I do want to say as well, if you are a beginner to astrology and specifically business astrology, the midheaven is the best placement to start with to really get to know your chart and to start making again that transition between astrology being just like a fun hobby or something that you do on a side into actually being a very powerful tool that you can utilize in your business. So what exactly is the midheaven placement? So the midheaven or the MC as it's sometimes referred to It's the highest point 
in your birth chart. And again, most people assume that this is like the only placement that points to your career. The Midheaven actually is one of three houses specifically that point to or that you can look to when determining career specifically. The other two placements are the second house and the sixth house. So all three of these placements work together to create a dialogue, create a story around what your chart is pointing to will bring you the most fulfillment when it comes to career. And that is what creates the momentum behind what the midheaven actually is. Again, it is legacy energy. The midheaven points to public reputation. So it's often not going to be a placement that you feel very comfortable in because it's how other people are perceiving you. It's not like the first house, which the first house is all about you, right? It is your appearance, your thoughts. It is the only house in all of the 12 houses that really point to you as an individual against that the midheaven is saying what how do other people receive your energy when they're around you what's what's the vibe that you give off and what helps to determine your authority your credibility amongst other people what energy do you bring into these spaces that you enter and that's really powerful. And whether or not you utilize the midheaven specifically for business or not, like that is extremely important information to carry into whatever it is that you do. And I'll often do readings with people who don't necessarily have an aspiration to create a business. Of course, if you're listening to this podcast, most likely that's not you, right? But sometimes folks want that confirmation in their chart that, Business is not all that they're meant to do. And so we can look to the midheaven to help guide that energy and look to the wealth houses as well. And we can really determine from the chart like, okay, is having your own business a big part of your legacy? For some people, it's not. And that's just the reality of it. For some people, they're literally here to just like look good and like be part of the vibes. (laughs) Or let's say you know, their midheaven is really pointing to they're here to make connection. They're here to beautify the world. They're here to create. Actually, you know, now that I really think about it, nobody's midheaven is really pointing to get a job or start your own business or just like work in capitalism. No one starts as that. But it can point to, okay, here are the things that are absolutely part of your legacy energy and where can creating and growing and scaling your own business fit into that and for some folks it's more obvious with their midheaven specifically that that is part of that plan than other people's ultimately again I want to remind you as I always do that you have this thing called free will so even if your chart points to something right if you have made a decision that you are a business owner and you're going to be a business owner, then that's how the shift can happen, right? Of astrology, not just being a hobby, but being an actual tool for your business. We can say, okay, like you've made this decision. Now let's see where in your chart, how you can utilize certain placements from like what's easiest for you to like what's most challenging to support that, right? 
So this is what I mean when I say the midheaven is not the end all be all when it comes to determining whether or not you should have a business, run a business, or work a traditional nine to five. So like I mentioned before, the midheaven can feel uncomfortable because again, this is mostly about perception and reputation from other people. And it'll often be in a sign that is not where your personal placements are for some of you this is not the case. You do have personal placements here, like your sun or your moon, and that creates a whole different interpretation, right? But it's going to always be a sign that is, be in the sign that is opposite from your IC, which points to your private life. So there's this natural duality that occurs between your IC and your MC, how other people perceive you and then who you actually are in private spaces, in childhood with your family. And that's worth taking into consideration as well. So like any other placement you want to think about, like, do you have personal placements here? Do you have any planets that are here? Because that's going to shift and like add a different flavor to the way that you can interpret the midheaven placement, as well as some other things that we'll get into later on in this episode. Okay, so how do you actually find your midheaven placement? So I like using astro.com or astroseek. I actually find astroseek to be a little bit easier to use if you're a beginner to astrology because it has, it does a lot of the interpretations like for you right there. So they're a good place to kind of like branch off and start to make your own interpretations. But if you're a little bit more advanced, of course, you can use astro.com whatever your preference is. Both of these sites are free. They use um, chart generators and you can just follow along with the prompts once you input your information to see what your midheaven sign is. The midheaven is always in the upper portion of the chart. Now, if you use Placidus, then your midheaven is always going to be in the 10th house. It's going to be the sign of the 10th house cusp. However, if you use whole sign houses like I do, then your midheaven placement is going to shift. And I find that being a traditional astrologer that uses whole sign houses exclusively, that this is a little bit more accurate to interpreting the chart um, because the midheaven should move around, right? It should shift. It shouldn't always be in the 10th house and this goes back to the fact that we all have different like personal destinies and like ways that our charts are configured so it makes a lot more sense to have the midheaven per se in the 9th house or the 11th house for some people than the 10th house and most commonly the midheaven will be in the 9th 10th or 11th house for some people depending on your, you know, your birth information, it may be in the 12th house, the 7th house, the 8th house, but more than likely it's going to be in the 9th, 10th, or 11th house. So there's that. And then all you really need to do once you pull up your chart, you just want to look for the placement that says MC next to it. You want to see what sign it's in, what house it's in, and that is your very first step in finding your midheaven. So once you've found your midheaven, let's talk about how to actually break down the placement. So first we have the sign, which already off the bat tells us so much, right? One, it gives us 
okay, what is a sign that actually rules over this domain in your chart? That's very, very important. And then we can also determine other things from just using the sign. So what is the modality? What is the element that the sign falls into? These are all important information that we can use once we break this down a little bit further. I also want to add, especially as somebody who does midheaven readings with people, I like to add in the degree placement. So degrees, if you aren't familiar, they're like the literal degree number that you can find above all of the zodiac signs in every house in your chart. This, based on degree theory, can tell us so much information. The way that I like to explain it to my clients is like, Think of the sign as the base layer to a cake, right? It's like the, is a cake chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, what have you. But the degree is the icing. So this is like the added layer of how this particular placement will be expressed by you and your chart. It helps to individualize certain placements and it's how you can see a little bit of differentiation between people that have the same sign in a specific placement. So for example, let's say that you have a Libra midheaven. If you have a Libra midheaven that's sitting at an Aries degree, that is going to be expressed in a very different way than somebody who has a Libra midheaven in a Scorpio degree. And this adds even more nuance when it comes to how to actually use the midheaven in your business. So I always like to add that in there. You can also do a similar thing or similar interpretation using the deacons, right? Which is another way of looking at differentiation and expression of the zodiac signs themselves. So either of these, whether you determine deacons or degrees can help to add that extra nuance and uniqueness in your specific expression of your midheaven placement. The next thing that we want to consider is which house is your midheaven actually in? Is it in the ninth house, the 10th house, or the 11th house? And each of these houses has a different area of life that it rules over. So this brings a lot of direction in terms of, okay, how am I going to express this? I often find that for folks that have their midheaven in a ninth house, their legacy is very much tied to teaching and like sharing of knowledge and specifically sharing it with as many people as possible because the ninth house rules over teaching and global communities and literal global travel. So this is the house of the guru, the teacher, the one that is moving from student into the role of being the teacher and sharing all that they have amassed. For those that have their midheaven in the 10th house, there's a lot of natural sinistry that happens between their legacy energy and their midheaven. They're already naturally inclined to express it in a way that is going to build over time, right? So there isn't necessarily like a specific thing that they need to do in order to express it but like they have that permission slip to build for longevity there's a natural inclination to build their legacy energy through career ambition um, through establishing 
their legacy. Like very literal. It's almost, it's very literal in the sense that your midheaven is very tied to one of the career houses. So the 10th house ruling naturally over career status, legacy, public perception. Like these are themes that will be very prominent for you as you build your legacy. And you may find that folks that have like 10th house placements are quite often like public figures. Of course, you can be a public figure with any house, but specifically when you have 10th house placements, um, there is a level of like fame that is tied to your legacy energy. Now for the 11th house, if your midheaven falls in the 11th house, then community is going to be a very prominent theme for you in building that legacy energy. And so we often see 11th house folks as well have very like prominent forward um, public facing roles. But we also see the 11th house being tied to like networking, the power of community, right? Like literally who are you connected to in a global way, social media, um, and then also just having like very big dreams, aspirations, and being able to achieve them not from working alone, but by connecting with other people who also value and think that those things are important. So depending on which house your midheaven falls into, this can really shift the lens as far as like what is the best way for you to express your midheaven and begin to build that midheaven energy. And then we also want to consider the ruling planet of your midheaven sign. So where is the planet that literally rules over the sign of your midheaven placement in your chart? So again, as a traditional astrologer, I use the seven traditional planets in all of my astrology work. So But considering where your ruling planet is in your chart can tell us a lot too, like what are the aspects that are happening to it? What sign is it in? What's the like compatibility or like the relationship between the ruling planet and your midheaven placement? This gives us a lot of information, right? So I'll use my own chart as an example for this, just so you can see how like we can start to break down the midheaven placement. So my midheaven is in the sign of Taurus, which is a fixed sign. So for me, that's giving very much like creating stability, creating tangibility, right? It's also at a Gemini degree. So there's a natural mercurial expression of the way that I lean into my own midheaven energy. It's in the 10th house. So literally creating legacy through that tangibility, letting other people know and see and recognize me as an authority by sharing information, sharing all the things that I know and creating solutions for other people to, you know, help them out. Like that's part of my work as a business astrologer. And that is ultimately tied to my midheaven legacy, right? Venus rules Taurus and it also rules Libra. So that's my ruling planet. And my Venus falls into the ninth house of Aries. So a lot of 
energy around teaching, expressing, creating global communities, right? Connections with other people, getting information from many different sources and not being tied to just one source of information. And then also like expressing and leaning into Venusian energy is all part of my particular legacy energy. So that's how you start to really break down just this one placement and have it be this really powerful tool that you can begin to utilize in your business. So now that we have that, how can you actually use your midheaven in your business, like very tangibly? The very first thing that we can look to is using the midheaven to culminate around branding. This is often the direction that a lot of my clients are excited to lean into and for very good reason because even though your rising sign is going to be different from your midheaven sign, when you can take your midheaven and use that as a way to express yourself, this becomes a way for you to just call in and begin attracting your best fit clients. So if you want to learn more about that, I actually have a previous podcast episode all around non-basic tips for how to use your midheaven to brand yourself in business. I'll have that linked in the show notes below for you to check out after this episode. But yeah, it is a really easy way for you to do that. So for me, I have a Leo rising, but I find that when I lean more into those like Venusian themes, those Taurus themes, Taurus qualities in my branding, like that is actually way more attractive and calls in people a lot easier because it's how they already are perceiving me, right? So the sign that rules your midheaven and even like the ruling planet itself, right, can help you if you're feeling kind of stuck with your branding or feeling like there's like a misalignment or you're just needing like, you know, an image refresh, which is totally fine. Another way that you can do this is by thinking about your midheaven placement as literally giving you like the roadmap of how to step into your midheaven energy and how to express your legacy energy outward. So how do we do this, right? thinking about the archetypes of all of the information of your midheaven placement. So for example, what is the archetype of Taurus actually saying? And how can I use that information to express myself and establish my authority as a business owner? Taurus is an earth sign. It's a fixed sign. So how can I utilize that in my business? It's in the 10th house, but the ruling planet is in the 9th house. How can I combine the themes of both houses and use that to create marketing, to create offers, and literally give direction to what it is that I'm doing in my business? So as you can see, there's so many different ways that this can be interpreted. And of course, you don't have to do it on your own. This episode hopefully has given you a few different places to start looking. But if you want to dig deeper into this and you're just looking for somebody to do it for you, then I highly recommend that you book a Midheaven reading with me. It's a 60-minute session where we literally sit down and I break down all of this for you for your individual chart. So we look at what your Midheaven sign is, the degree that it's in, 
what house that it's in as well as the ruling planet and we literally strategize on the call and you walk away with knowing exactly how to begin to bring it into your business so that you can begin to step into deeper alignment with your midheaven energy and begin to build that legacy energy that it is leading you towards. So all the information for that as well as everything else that was mentioned in this episode will be in the show notes below. All right, that is everything I have for you in today's episode. I can't wait to see you in a future astrology reading and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.